Yeah, look, I think they're in a mess. I, 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 I think they're trapped, whatever they do. Um, I think if they put interest rates up to dampen inflation, I'm not, I, yeah, you know, I'm not sure the economy can take it. But also, slightly cynically, I still think that the hidden policy is to... Hello and welcome to the Fortune and Freedom podcast, where Nigel Farage and Nikolai Hubble give you a unique take on what's really going on in the world of finance, investing and politics. We hope you sit back and enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to this week in review with Nigel Farage. Nigel, the first question is the one that everyone wants me to ask you and is, is all of this energy crisis caused by Brexit? <laughs> well, it is if you're Michel Barnier, of course, um, or you're, you know, about to become the German Chancellor. Um, any chance to attack Britain and say Brexit's to blame um, is, of course, the reason. I saw a lovely picture this week of the Carrefour shelves in Brussels, uh, denuded um, of food. I don't think that caused Brexit or indeed uh, the driver shortages in Canada. Uh, I mean, look, the argument made is that some of the drivers have gone back to Eastern Europe. But hang on a second. We were told in the referendum there were 3 million EU nationals here, 6 million actually registered. So there's no shortage of foreign workers, but there is a shortage of HGV drivers. And why? Well, actually, as a result of our EU membership, wages were driven down to the floor, conditions deteriorated, and a lot of guys said, you know what, for 11 quid an hour, for sleeping on the roadside three or four nights of the week, for the responsibility of the job and, let's face it, it's often not very safe doing the job. People have left the industry, they've retired early, so actually EU membership lowered conditions in an industry before that had treated its people with very great respect. So a lot of British drivers have packed up, retired, or are now driving transits, delivering food house to house or working for you know, one of the big companies doing deliveries. The absolute nub of the problem, though, is the DVLA. The DVLA, down in Swansea, there is a backlog of nearly 50,000 applications to be HGV drivers. That would solve most of our problem. And yet, in August, there was even a strike down there. I mean, there's no situation some of these unions can't make worse, is there? Um, and what's astonishing is we've been talking about driver shortages for a long time. And the government appear to have done precious little until it's almost too late. Oh, but it's okay. They're sending in the army. Oh, great. 150 drivers. There are 8,500 petrol stations across the UK. It doesn't even scratch the surface. And what somebody should be doing is getting a grip of the DVLA and making things happen. And yet this government appears to be paralysed. You know, they make short-term uh, comments... Uh, that they think will perhaps bring them a bit, of sh a, a, a bit of popularity, a bit of publicity. There's no strategy. There's no long-term thinking. And that's where we are with petrol and diesel. On the broader, even more potentially serious problem of energy supply, by which I mean electricity, you know, we are facing a prospect this winter. We will have the lowest gas stocks in the whole of the European area. We're too reliant on wind energy. If we get a big anti-cyclone sitting over the UK in February and a couple of weeks of fog, frost, cold and no wind, the French can literally, literally, because we import 10% of our electricity through various interconnectors, 
The French can literally close the country down. That is the position that we've got ourselves into. Um, and I have to say, the rush to show everybody how green we are without any thought of what the consequences are or any thought about how, despite billions of taxpayer subsidy, that wind as a source of power is wholly unreliable. Uh, this is a failure, not just of this government, it's a failure of a succession of governments and oppositions for us not having a rational debate about energy. So short term, yep, the filling up our car crisis is real. We were told yesterday by the government the situation was easing. Well, it wasn't at six o'clock this morning when I went out and tried seven local stations and in the end gave up and went home. And I've now, ex I've now expended about 25% of what I had left in a low tank just going out looking for the stuff. So we've got that, but the bigger looming crisis. And here's the disappointment. The real disappointment is we're just not as a country, really, at least at a government level, taking advantage of the opportunities that Brexit gives us. And that is really disappointing. Um, and I think, you know, if you add to that the somewhat pessimistic speech we had from the governor of the Bank of England earlier this week, and he's saying, well, even though the economy can't take it, interest rates may have to go up. Interest rates going up, the oil price up through 80 bucks a barrel, inflation jumping. I mean, you are beginning to look at the prospect of stagflation, um, a la 1970s. Uh, Sterling's down a little bit the last couple of days for fears over this. So we're not in a very good place, let's be frank. It seems to me that the whole thing's a demonstration of the fact that now we have had Brexit, the government is responsible for the problems, yes. and the government can cause the problems, and we can't just have a whole bunch of Eastern European drivers appear you know, at, at the border to save us from bad government policy. So the whole thing is a demonstration of, of why we did Brexit in the first place, which is not to say that the government can't stuff things up, but that they, they get held responsible for it because it, they are the ones causing these problems via the DVLA or regulations or whatever it may be. On that issue of, of the, the Bank of England governor, what fascinates me about it is that central bankers don't understand the difference between inflation of this sort, that is the devaluation of money, and inflation of the sort that is an energy crisis, which causes rising prices. Now, if they mistake rising energy prices for inflation and they increase interest rates, which is the worst thing you could possibly do during an energy crisis, then we'll have a really big problem. This is what the next Gold Stock Fortunes issue is about. So I'm wondering what you think about that idea. Yeah, look, I think they're in a mess. I, I, I think they're trapped, whatever they do. Um, I think if they put interest rates up to dampen inflation. I'm not, I, yeah, you know, I'm not sure the economy can take it. But also, slightly cynically, I still think that the hidden policy is to allow inflation to run away a little bit because it's the only way government can reduce the massive level of debt that it's built up really ever since 2008, but in particular over the course of the next 18 months. So I still stick with what we've been saying, Nick, for a very long time, uh, that inflation is going to be the problem. Uh, we're going to see it here. We're going to see it across the Western world. Um, I also think that inflation in the north of Europe, um, with little inflation in the south of Europe, is going to lead to some huge stresses within the euro as well. Um, so, yeah, interest rates are going up, but I still suspect they won't go up very much because they'd rather have inflation than an economy completely busted by interest rates. And, of course, with the national debt 
uh, that if you start to put interest rates up, I mean, goodness me, you know, the repayments already, the interest repayments already on the accumulated national debt are more than our defence budget. You know, put interest rates up a couple of times, it's more than the education budget. I mean, that's what we're looking at. So I still think inflation's the big problem. Yes, rates will rise, but I don't think dramatically. And this goes back to our discussion about the bond market and why it is such a dangerous place to be for investors. Nigel, thanks for joining us and everyone Thank at you. home watching. Thanks for joining us as well. Have a good day. Thank <laughs> you.